This is Love Marriage Again with Dr. Siobhan, the place where wives are empowered to embrace their marriage and feel completely in love with their husbands again. If you are a wife looking to create a happier marriage by transforming yourself, you've come to the right place. Here you will be inspired to fully accept your husband, be in control of your own happiness, and create a marriage that truly lights you up inside. Now, let's get to the work of loving your marriage again. Hello there. How are you? It's Dr. Siobhan. I'm so glad that you have joined me for another episode of the podcast. I am having so many feelings about this particular episode. It literally just poured out of me and I know that it's going to help you. So the topic today, emotional training, right? Emotional training. What in the world is she going to be talking about today? So I thought I would actually introduce this concept by way of other training training that we may be more familiar with, or maybe not, depending. I'll start with the first one. So the first one I want to actually lead off with is marathon training. Now, I know you're looking at your device like, what, marathon training? No, thank you, right? And if you ask me that today, that would absolutely be my answer. But about 20 years ago, I entered into a half marathon. So maybe I should say that half marathon training, which is 13.1 miles. And I came up with this goal for myself. It was my best friend and I, we just had this crazy goal of running a half marathon. We were bosom buddies in losing weight and trying to stay fit. And so we came up with the idea to run a half marathon together. And so how does one do that if one has never done it before. I would not classify myself as a runner, for sure not now, but for sure not then either. And so the idea of even running a marathon was like, oh my gosh, there's no way. But we set the goal. And so what I ended up doing at the time, right? So this was 20 years ago. So I just want you to like imagine what was available. Now we have all our apps and we have our running groups, our virtual running groups. There's so many things technology has created to help and support people in whatever fitness goal or running goal they may have. But at the time when this was happening for me, we had the internet, thank goodness. I don't remember if it was Google or Bing, whatever. But somehow or another, I landed across a training program. It was a half marathon training program. It was created by this man named Hal Higdon. I have no idea how I remember that, but he was this older gentleman. I want to say he was like probably in his 70s or 80s, but apparently he was a very well-known or is a very well-known marathon runner. So he had created this plan that literally every single day, it told you how much you needed to run. And at the beginning, it's like you run a mile. I'm like, okay, I can run a mile. I know I can run a mile. But I remember the point with which it was time to run the 10 mile run. And I remember just feeling like, oh my gosh, there's no way in the world I'm going to 
be able to do this. But having the training program and having built up the endurance over the shorter runs and the way that everything was sort of scaffolded onto each other, I actually completed that 10 mile run and it felt amazing. Like I did not want to die. I did not think I was going to die. It just gave me so much confidence to know what I was capable of just by following the plan that was laid out for me on the printout that I had. So just in case, a 13.1 mile training program is not the most interesting thing to you or not something that you would ever think about for yourself. Here's something you can probably relate to is your wedding day and fitting into the wedding dress of your dreams. Am I more on your street now? So that was my goal. And I remember when, it's so funny, these are the things we do as women. So even before my now husband and I got engaged, I began just preparing myself to look my best for whenever we were going to get married. So I was working out and all of that stuff. And so when we got engaged, it was like game on for sure. I hired a personal trainer and we began working out because I wanted to look amazing in my wedding dress. Again, similar process of I go to the gym and this trainer is asking me to do exercises that I've never heard of, that I would never voluntarily put myself through the torture of experiencing. And yet I did it right? I pushed myself beyond any comfort that I would have naturally done in my own workouts. Because let's be real, I was the on the treadmill girl, put it on 3.4 and call it a day. I say all that because these two experiences of being in a training process showed me three very important things that I want you to think about for yourself and in anything you have been set yourself out to actually accomplish, anything you've been working toward professionally, even education, like educational training programs or physically. And here's what I realized, and I'm sure you can probably relate to these two, so just give me a head nod when I, I've really said something that resonates with you. I know I can't see you, but we're just gonna go with it. So the first <laughs> realization was I can push myself beyond what feels comfortable. I think that's so important for so many reasons. So of course, in a physical training environment, that's the whole point. You build muscles because you push yourself beyond what is comfortable and then the muscle gets stronger and bigger and you're more lean. So that's the first thing I learned. The other was having a goal that you love is the best motivator. This was a thousand percent true for me related to my wedding and related to getting into my dress. Not that my dress wasn't fitting, but I wanted to be my ideal weight when I went dress shopping so I didn't have to have a whole bunch of alterations. So having that goal of going dress shopping and having the size body that I wanted and feeling like the dresses were going to fit me appropriately was a huge motivator for me. So having a goal that you love is the best motivator. And then the other thing I realized is having a guide or a plan 
really helps you stay on track. Because again, in training for that marathon, had it been up to me, I would have run like, okay, on Monday, I'm running one mile and then Thursday, I'll run three and then maybe I'll try for five. But I never would have pushed myself to the 10 without having a plan that told me, no, this is what you're supposed to do today and following it. So that is a very long introduction, a very robust set of stories to introduce this concept of emotional training in the way that I'm thinking about it, in the way that is directly applicable to your marriage. And so when I am using the term emotional training, what I mean is pushing yourself past what feels comfortable in order for you to grow and for the growth of your marriage. So I'll say that again. It's pushing yourself past what feels comfortable for you to do for your growth and for the growth of your marriage. This is a sort of like ancillary addition to last week's episode, which was about the growth effect. In order to get to the growth effect, you have to be willing to train yourself emotionally, to push yourself and be willing to experience something that's uncomfortable for you for the sake of growth, for this goal that you really, really want. And the goal that we are all here united around is being able to love your marriage again, but we avoid it. We avoid feeling anything emotionally uncomfortable in so many different ways. I think one of the ways this shows up is in complaining and in arguing and in trying to convince our husbands to be or do something different. The reason we want him to change is because we're uncomfortable with how he's being. So instead of sitting with our own discomfort because of our own thinking and because of our own perceptions, we want to make him responsible for it. And the way we see that happening is he change. We complain our way to making him change. We control our way to making him change. All of those things come about because we don't want to be uncomfortable in our emotions because of what he's doing. But here's what I want to spend more time thinking about. I want to spend more time today thinking about why this is something we actually want to do. Because again, one of the lessons that I had shared was having a goal you love is the best motivator. So there's three things I just want to offer to you. And I would love for you to think about them in terms of why you want to engage in emotional training. And the first reason is that reaching your Full potential matters. We are put on this earth by God to become the best and highest version of ourselves. Our goal for being, of course, is to honor Christ but to also mirror him and to strive to be like him in every way possible. And a lot of us, we read the Bible and we're like, listen, I love Jesus, but I'm not Jesus. I'm not perfect and I will never be perfect and I'm not even trying to be perfect. And that is all fine and well. The goal is not perfection. But the question I want to ask you is, do you want to be your best? Within each and every one of us, there is a potential that nine times out of 10 
and especially if we're unhappy in our marriage, we're just not reaching our full potential for the person that we are supposed to be. There is room for growth there, obviously. There's something more you're supposed to be being. There's something better that you're supposed to be focusing your time and attention towards. There's a higher way of operating that's available to you because your full potential is still yet into the future. You haven't reached it yet. So that's one reason why you want to do this. The other reason to engage in emotional training is it reveals what you're truly capable of. And I think especially in the times that we're living now with everything that's happening with COVID and everything that's happening with the the racial um, unrest is we fear so much because we don't think we can handle it emotionally. And when you enter and engage in an emotional training process, it reveals to you the full range of the emotion you are capable of experiencing and it actually not kill you. We think like, I can't bear that type of pain. I can't bear that type of experience. And so what I would just offer is it reveals what you're truly capable of, that the more expansive you are in your emotions, the more life you get to experience. And that's what we also want. We want to experience all of the highs and of course, some of the lows that come along with living life at the highest level possible. The third reason and we want to engage in an emotional training process is it just makes you stronger. When you stretch yourself emotionally, the things that feel like such a big deal right now become little things later down the road because you've grown and your emotional temperature, the threshold for which you lose it has increased. And so you can handle so many more things. I'll just use a very common example in marriage which was definitely the case for me, was I used to get so upset about my husband working so much. When we first got married, it was no big deal. But then when we had kids, it was like, what? How can you keep adding these things to your plate? And why can't you get off on time? It was such a big issue to me. And now, six years later, (laughs) it's not a big deal at all. I've figured out one, how to sit in the discomfort, but I've also figured out other strategies for how to handle it that actually don't involve him doing something differently. And so that is sort of an advantage of growing emotionally is the things that you're so upset about now that seem like the biggest deal in the world just become almost insignificant. So I wanted to offer you three questions to ask yourself as you think about engaging in emotional training. And again, what I'm referring to is just being willing to push yourself to a place emotionally past what feels comfortable. So the first question to ask yourself is, do you need help doing this? Is this something you have the stamina and the intentionality and the motivation to actually do? As a coach, I am always pushing myself to the uncomfortable emotions. I'm always leaning into my growth, even when it's literally the last thing I want to do. One, because I always want to be elevating myself and my ability to serve you, but also because I'm in love with the process of growing and evolving and becoming my best. 
And so you have to ask yourself, if that's what you want, do you need some help doing that? Is there a resource you need to access like that marathon training guide I found online? Or do you actually need someone to help guide you? Do you need a coach who is going to push you and challenge you and lead you into the growth that you would not otherwise choose for yourself? The second question to ask is, is your goal important enough to you? So again, we're having this conversation as it relates to marriage. And you have to think about based on where your marriage is now and where you ultimately want it to be, you have to identify for yourself, is that important enough to me? Is that really worth my effort? And I want the answer to be yes for you. But of course, you will have to answer that for yourself. But I'm gonna hypothesize that if you are listening to this podcast, there is some part of you that really deeply wants to have a marriage that lights you up inside. You haven't given up on that and you want it. And so now's the time to just reinforce that desire and find all the reasons why you want it and all the reasons why you're willing to experience some of the discomfort and the the emotions that are required for you to get there. And then the third question I want you to ask yourself is, do you believe you'll be better on the other side of it? This is a really, really important question to ask because a lot of times when I'm speaking with women who are interested in hiring me as their coach, they'll say to me, well, what if we do all of this and my husband still decides to leave? Or what if we do all this and my marriage still fails? And my response to a question like that is always, are you worth it? Is this process and is your growth worth it to you regardless? Because all of the tools and all of the things that we work on in a coaching relationship, you're still going to need. You're still going to need whether your marriage is better than it's ever been, or if your marriage has reached a place where maybe it is time to do something differently. So I want you to think about that for yourself when you think about engaging in an emotional training experience for yourself to grow yourself. Do you believe it'll actually be better on the other side? It's kind of like the conversation we had before in a previous episode about pointless pain and purposeful pain. If you don't feel like it's serving you and making you better on the other side, then of course, you're not going to want to do it. So I want to leave you with what is the solution? What does emotional training actually look like? And I would summarize it as this that you are willing to feel the thing that you don't want to feel and you're willing to feel it and prove to yourself that you'll be okay. So in a very practical and tangible way, that means you are willing to feel rejected and prove to yourself that you will be okay. So what that might look like is you are willing to reach out to your husband and offer something to him. Maybe you just send him the text message when you really would rather he text you, or maybe you reach out to him to have a vulnerable conversation. The reason we often don't want to do that is because we don't want to feel rejected. We don't want to experience any judgment from him. And so when you are willing to emotionally train yourself, you are willing to feel that rejection 
decision. You're willing to possibly feel that judgment and you still have your own back and you know that you're going to be okay. Other things that we're often unwilling to feel is abandonment. That's one of the greatest fears is he's going to leave. He won't love me. Are you willing to just feel fear, like uncertainty? I don't know what the future holds. And are you willing to feel distrust? This happens a lot for women where infidelity has happened, where they don't want to ever experience feeling distrustful of their husband. But what if you could still hold the space for some doubt and still move forward and still be willing to experience that and know that you have your back and know that you're going to be okay? I want you to just imagine what that would look like for you. That's emotional training. With all my stories at the beginning and all of the little branches of this conversation, I hope that it was helpful for you. And I hope that it's just given you some new insight into what emotions are and how leaning into a lot of those uncomfortable emotions only serves to help you reach your highest potential. And it's something that serves you and it's something that serves your marriage always. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in. I will be back with you next week. Now, if you loved this episode, you will want to download a free resource I created called 13 Beliefs to Hold On To When Marriage Gets Tough. Download it at bit.ly forward slash 13 Marriage Beliefs. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash 13 Marriage Beliefs. And of course, I will be back with you next week. Until then, commit to loving your marriage again.